0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. You've been just like living through phone calls and stuff for the past like five or six weeks? Yeah, we didn't kiss on the first day and then on the second day we... Really? Wait, hold on. If I remember right, like, wait, I was leading Hannah on... Coming into the summer? Yeah, I was. That's right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from this week's summer house. I got chills, you guys. I thought this week was one of the most sinister things I think I've ever seen on Bravo with the arrival of Dez. Now, I want Hannah to be happy, but I do get some bad vibes from this man, particularly when they were hopping around the house having sex in everyone's bathroom, you guys. What was that? And then at the dinner table, it felt like he was trying to jab the knife into Luke, you guys. I don't know. It was all very American Psycho to me or something. I don't know. It felt like a horror movie. Something scary is going on with Des. I don't know what it is, but (laughs) that's how I feel, you guys. What is going on? The bathroom thing. Let's just hop into the bathroom thing. So Des arrives. We're meeting him for the first time. And we know that Hannah and Luke have this sordid history where they really hate each other. And Hannah decides that when the rest of the cast goes on their boat trip, that Hannah and Des are going to hang out. You know what I thought? That's good. They'll have some time together alone without the rest of the cast. They're seeing each other for the first time in a while. I understood that. They wanted some alone time in the house. Danielle also stayed back. She was meeting with her boyfriend, Robert. Which, by the way, you guys, I just want good things for Danielle. I love her with all my heart and soul now. I used to think she was such a flop on this show, and now I would jump in front of a bus for that Danielle. Danielle. She's beautiful. I want to learn more. I'm not sure she's necessarily made for TV, but I love her nonetheless. She's a little bit of a boring reality TV personality, but, you know, it doesn't matter, because I love her. All of my heart and soul. Um, so I'm happy she's got the Robert. You know, it was a little awkward with them, but I sort of got it. I don't think Robert was necessarily made to be on camera either. Uh, and especially he's arriving the same time as Dez, who Des just showed up like a wrecking ball. You know, he wasn't naked on it like Miley Cyrus, but he did show up pretty crazy. I mean, he came in swinging. So the rest of the cast goes on this boat trip. Des and Hannah decide to sit back, and they're having sex, and we're hearing all those noises. I don't need to hear all those noises. You guys, I don't want to hear sex noises on Bravo. It was all creeping me out, giving me the uh it, what uh, goosebumps, but not in a good way. I didn't like it at all. And so they were having sex all around the house. They decided to go into Kyle and Amanda's bathroom, which Kyle posted a picture of the bathroom on his Instagram account, and I was shocked by it. I mean, it was very big bathroom. I don't know why I pictured like a little half bath, but he posted the photo on his Instagram, and I was like, that's a nice bathroom. Good for them. Good for them. So Hannah and Des decide to go into that bathroom, and they bone in there for like a minute. The Bravo editors were so shady, they put like a minute counter on screen. And so they do it. And then Des even said, like, should I go jerk off in their bed? And you guys, I felt like that was an invasion of privacy. I didn't like it at all. Made me feel very uncomfortable. I thought it was a step too far. I don't know what. It just felt so gross. And they were giggling about it. And I know they were like giddy to see each other. But to me, it just all crossed a line. And as it was happening, I was thinking, Kyle's going to fucking lose it. And I get it. I'm not a confrontational person, but I would have even lost it once uh, I found out people were doing it in my bathroom, just out of spite. You know, if it just happened, if-, if they were friends or something, and I-, I-, I don't know. But the way that it happened was just so evil. So, uh, sinister. That's the only thing I could think of to say. The only adjective I could think of is sinister. It just felt that way to me. I didn't like it. And I'm excited for Kyle to find out. I mean, it's good television when Kyle uh, hops on in there and figures it out, or maybe he'll see it on camera. The reunion shot, you guys. I'm sure they brought it up at the reunion. I felt bad for the reunion in Bravo and Andy this week because they filmed the Dallas reunion. They filmed that on, I don't know if it was like Thursday. And then they had the Summer House one scheduled on Friday. Now on the Thursday, Dallas reunion, Housewives of Dallas, allegedly, apparently, Carrie tested positive for COVID. Brandy was like allegedly on the plane with her or something. So the two of them allegedly have to film the reunion from Zoom from a hotel room, which Dallas can't take another hit. I mean, that shows such a flop already this season. They can't handle another hit. And yet here they are, we're going to have a reunion where two of the cast members who are most involved in the mix, if there has been any storyline this season, it's been uh, around Brandy and then Carrie's been a little bit messy. And now they're not even going to be at the reunion in person. Like, what's the point of this all? And the fact that they, I mean, my heart goes out to them. I hope they're safe and healthy. You know, Brandy's got a baby who's with her on the plane. And Carrie, you know, apparently tested positive. I hope she has her health. But honestly, Dallas can't take another hit. And so there was all these people speculating online because news got out. You know, Dave Quinn, who we love, we love Dave Quinn, but he had posted sort of like a cryptic tweet about it. He said something like, something happened at the Dallas reunion that's never happened before. And everyone was taking that to believe it was like something good and juicy. And honestly, I was I was reading some of the, like the speculation because I had heard about what had happened. And I was, I was feeling upset for everyone because people were speculating all these outlandish things. They were like, Carrie Duber's in New York. She's going to show up and surprise everybody. You know, meanwhile she was there for some like Botox convention or something. People were like, maybe Leanne shows up and confronts everyone. And like they, people were coming up with these very wonderfully outlandish things that would have made for a great reunion, quite honestly. But the fact is the real surprise is that two of them are filming on uh, Zoom allegedly. We don't know that for sure. No one, Bravo, has not confirmed or denied that. Um, But I imagine that would have been a nightmare logistically for production. So I felt bad for production. For Andy, he's got to do two reunions in a row. That happened one day. So the Summer House filmed the uh, next day, allegedly. And so I keep saying allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. And uh, I hear that it went well. So I'm excited to see that one. You know, Dallas, not so much. But maybe they got something good out of Dallas. Who knows? I mean, it'd be a first. <laughs> that's so mean. I'm being mean to Dallas. But it has been a flop season, you guys. And I want the best for them. Uh, that's all. I just want, I say it out of love. Um. So back to Summer House. So, yeah, Hannah and Des being very sinister, making me uncomfortable, having sex in the bathroom. Now, Luke brought up, uh, at, we heard in that clip at the beginning of this episode, they were all sitting down for dinner. And Luke sort of questions the timeline. And Des says, well, we didn't, you know, we had sex on the second date or whatever. Now, Luke's doing the math in his head like Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind. He's trying to figure out. He's got the chalkboard going, trying to figure this out. I'm screaming at the TV. I'm like, Luke, see, I've been telling you. You know, he doesn't know because he can't hear me through the TV. But I've been telling you all this timeline doesn't add up. None of it makes any fucking sense. We all know that. You know, you can all pretend. I know people are saying, oh, well, you know, Hannah was just talking to him for two weeks beforehand. And then... You know, they weren't that serious, and they got in the house, and they talked more, and they were serious. I mean, that's all a bag of bullshit. You know, we all know that. I mean, I'm not I'm not here to believe that. I, I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. So, we can all, uh, you know, we have to look at these shows critically. We have to keep an eye out, and we have to say, do I believe that? Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Now, sometimes I'm bamboozled. Sometimes, you know, I might tell you guys something that's not true. But I don't know, that always didn't add up to me. And so Luke's doing the math, in a setting saying, this doesn't work out. And he says in his confessional, I'm the one that bamboozled Hannah. You're all mad at me. And I do think there's an element of that. I'm not saying that Luke's innocent, by no means, because I think that man, I think he digmatizes people too often. He's a beautiful male model. I get it. You know, I would have been digmatized by him, too. But there's something, there's a little bit of a mix, and I do feel like there's a little justice for Luke now, because we're seeing... Maybe that things didn't quite add up for him. Again, not saying he's completely innocent, because I do think that he drags girls along. We saw him do it a little bit with Sierra. And uh, you know, I, I uh not saying he's completely innocent, but I do feel like there's a little bit of justice for Luke. Now Steven's back too. Lindsay Stephen came with some candles from CVS pharmacy, put them in the lawn, spelled out I love you, and had some flowers in his hand. And he's been sending flowers left and right to the house. Just keep sending flowers. Now he finally showed up. And Lindsay didn't even know what to say. He's like, I'm here. And Lindsay's like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Cool. (laughs) She didn't know. She didn't know what to say. And she ended up sort of taking him back. Like, now he's back in the house. I'm like, do we really need to deal with this man? Obviously, uh, Lindsay don't even care for him. She don't like this man. I don't believe even a little bit. Maybe she wants to be in a relationship. But I don't see any chemistry between the two of them. And Stephen, you know, I did feel bad by the way that he went, but I sort of wish he would have just, uh, you know, stuck at home, found someone new, you know, he stopped sending all the flowers, you're wasting too much money sending all these flowers and buying those candles. Those candles that he put in the lawn, it probably cost upwards of fifteen ninety nine, and that money could have went to charity or something. $15.99, I'd guess he bought a box of those candles at the CVS. And I don't think that he needed to spend that kind of money. He could have given it to, I don't know, something else, a charity. Uh, Brain and Behavioral Foundation—it's a great charity. If you want to donate somewhere, you guys. Speaking of money, I just want to take a little uh, momentary detour. You guys, we got new merch at EverythingIconic.store. People have been asking for those T-shirts in larger sizes. We got up to five XL in the Queen Icon Legend shirts. So I know people have been asking. We got the biggest sizes we can order. We got five XL up to five XL of the Queen Icon Legend shirts. So go to EverythingIconic.store. They make a great Mother's Day gift. Okay, back to Summerhouse. Stephen's back. We also have, I mentioned Danielle's boyfriend Robert arrives. Now Paige, meanwhile, she's got the boyfriend Perry at home who doesn't want to come to the summer house, and I don't quite blame him, but I wish she would maybe visit for a second because now Paige is sitting there thinking, what am I doing with this man? Here come all my friends, got their husbands or boyfriends coming in the house, and my boyfriend's not even interested. And so she's having like a little bit of an existential crisis. Now, I saw a vulnerable side of Paige that I really loved. I thought it was great to see this side of her, and I felt bad for Paige. And I'll be honest with you guys, I posted this on social media, but that confessional where she's got the flipped hair, and it's sort of, I don't know if it's metallic dress, but the dress with the hair flip, one of the best uh, looks I've seen in a confessional on Bravo history. I loved it. It's very Fran Fine from the 90s, Romeo and Michelle-esque. It's just everything to me. And Paige is, of course, one of the most beautiful people. She's stunning. And every time I look at that confessional, I'm just like, God, she just got it right. It feels like age appropriate. It feels fun, fashion forward, yet nostalgic. Ah, you guys, I love it. So I want the best for her. And this Perry's ain't the best for her. I know they're not together anymore. So I'm glad she got away. Uh, you know, she's young. He's in a different spot in his life. I get it. We, we don't even really know much about this Perry man, this Perry Mason. We don't know much about him. I know his name's not Perry Mason, but that's what we're calling him now. Perry Mason. We don't know a whole lot about him. But, uh, you know, I hope that you found someone new. Carl on Watch What Happens Live sort of alluded to the fact that Paige is maybe dating someone new. So I wonder who it is. We need to figure that out. need to figure it out. Now, what else is going on? Oh, there are the seeds of Carl and Paige, speaking of. I felt like there was that moment in the hot tub, which you guys, how gross was it? They were all sitting in the hot tub. Everyone's juices were flowing because I think Hannah had just come from having sex and I don't think they showered. Did they shower? Do we know that? Do we have any uh, info, confirmation that they showered? Did they have sex in the shower in Kyle and Amanda's bathroom? I don't even want to think about it. Uh, But then they were in the hot tub and hot tubs are always uh, like a cesspool. No one wants, I don't even want to go in a hot tub with, you know, someone, my boyfriend, I've been with 11 years, I'm not even interested in going in a hot tub, because it's just gross. Not enough chlorine in the world to, you know, bathtubs in general, I only want to be in alone. And the hot tub's the same thing, it's just a big bathtub. <laughs> a news alert, it's just a big bathtub, you guys. I don't know if you knew that, but it's just, oh, I'm feeling goofy today. Anyway, yeah, it's just a gross cesspool. And so Paige at one point said, I almost hooked up with Carl. She's like, well, I thought about it. And so they're sort of planting the seeds. And uh, look, I'll be honest, I'm loving Carl this season. It seems like he's a new man. But I'm going to need a little more time with this new Carl before I'm ready to just endorse him with Paige. Because how quickly we forget, last season Carl was a monster. And even this past, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago, when he started drinking again, he didn't seem that great either. So yes, he's he's getting back on track. And I want to root for him. But I'm going to need a little more time to make sure that this isn't just like a momentary personality and that this is a pattern of personality and that Carl is leaving that old Carl behind completely. But we can't just fully accept him right now uh, with Paige until we know that, you know, okay, yeah, he's got his shit together. But by the way, I uh, fully support he's set on the Watch What Happens Live. He's 90 days sober, which I applaud. It's amazing. All of those good things. You know, I want the best for Carl. Good for him. Good for him. So that summer house, you guys—the Des and Hannah stuff—I can't even believe. it. And we're going to get more. Here's the thing: I'm thinking about too. What What do we do next season? Is Des in the house? I don't. Th- I can't watch that. I can't do it, Bravo. I can't watch it. Nope. I can't do that. Them together with the sex noises all the time. Uh-uh. Nope. And all of the jokes because they're both comedians. I can't do it, Bravo. I can't. Any of you listening? I don't know if the casting. You know, sometimes people from the network. They listen to this podcast. If any of you are listening, you guys, we can't do it. We can't have them both in the house together. I want Hannah to stick around, too, by the way, because I do think she makes good TV. But I can't have Des in the house. I can't do it. Bravo. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I hope he does well. I'm not saying I don't want good things for him, either. But we can't have him as a main cast member in this house. Can't do it. Bravo. You hear me? Do you hear me? I need to know that I'm being heard. Bravo. We, can't. we cannot do it. Uh, and a Stephen too, by the way. Get rid of Stephen. We need to maybe bring in some new people, some fresh, uh, someone messy. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's summer house. You guys, uh, shall we dive in to the real houses of Atlanta? Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Everything Iconic. Hey, how was your back? My back is okay. I have a brace on now. How are you calling us fake bitches, but you literally just lied about getting lipo? And we know you got the holes to show it. Somebody that used the same doctor said that you got lipo, like, a couple days before the trip. <laughs> You guys, I know the main part of the episode was like the LaToya-Drew uh, drama, but I just got to talk about the Marlo-Lipo conversation that was happening at Candy's restaurant, which, by the way, Candy, I trust with my soul in terms of food. That food looked delicious. Every time we see Candy on screen she's eating, she knows food. And so I haven't been to the OLG and I haven't been to this new place restaurant, but I will go as soon as I possibly can because I, I trust her with my life when it comes to food. Also, Aunt Bertha in this episode, did you see when she was trying to fuck Ralph under the table? <laughs> I love, was it Aunt Bertha? One of the aunts. I think it was Bertha. Bertha was just like under the table. And you know what? She didn't give a fuck. She's like, yeah, I want to do you, Ralph. And her, Ralph's wife was right next to her and she, right next to Ralph. And Bertha didn't give a fuck. Not a flying fuck out of that Bertha. She's like, you know what, Ralph? My hand's going under the table. They were holding hands. I'm sure Bertha was reaching for something else. Who knows? And at that age, now, you know, Ralph was, it was seemingly consensual. You know, we saw Ralph. He was, he was happy about it. You know, he's smiling about Bertha grabbing him under the table. So, you know, at that age, good for Bertha. And honestly, Ralph's a gorgeous man. I'm starting to think week to week. Now that Ralph isn't as much of a monster, you know, as he was when we first met him, now I'm starting to think like, okay, maybe Ralph's like one of the hottest people on Bravo. You know, I think he's up there at this point. So good for Bertha. Good for Bertha. Good for Drew. Good for us. So, Anyway, she was under the table. But meanwhile, Marlo and Portia and Shamia were arguing about Marlo's lipo, which I had never heard about. This is the first we're hearing about Marlo's liposuction, which Marlo looks great. Whether she wants liposuction or not, she looks great. But allegedly, she did it a couple days before they went on that trip, which I know now's the time in this COVID. It's like they say, I read this whole article about how like now, well, not now, because we're sort of at the end of it, but it was like all these plastic surgery rates were going up. Like Everyone was getting stuff done because they could hide out. So anyway, Marlo did it, and now it's coming up at the table because Portia's pissed at Marlo, Marlo's friends with Kenya. So now she's sort of digging in, and Shamia's stepping up to the plate. Shamia, who, you guys, I'm loving Shamia more and more. But they're all stepping up, and they're like, you got lipo. And Marlo's like, well, I told you I got lipo. I was honest about it. And so there's a timeline issue with the lipo, and it feels classic Housewives to me. This whole storyline with the lipo just feels Right. And there's another plastic surgery story going on in this episode too with Kenya and the Nubebes. She even had a titty reveal party at the end of the episode, which was very interesting to me. You know, she—I'm happy for her. She had some. She said one was different than the other or something. You know, whatever you want to do, you do with your body. Your your choice. Um, anyway, Shamia also said to Marla, "Let me see your stomach without the cuts." I mean, this whole conversation I thought was just crazy, crazy. And then Marlo was ready to like throw Portia under the bus again. She was getting pissed, and so she said something to Candy. And they revealed another little portion of audio from one of the trips, like I think the South Carolina trips, where Candy said she knew about who fucked Bolo. And I think we're all sort of tired of this Bolo. I don't give a fuck anymore. I just don't care about Bolo. Portia, whether she did it or not, I don't care. It was really fun for like two episodes. I thought this was really a good time. And now I'm like, let it go. Let the mouse go, in the words of Sutton from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, because I can't watch. One more thing about this, Bolo. At least show us, Bolo. At least show us. Uh, but enough is enough. And uh, they keep like sort of letting out little footage, like that audio of Candy saying, she knows who did it. And it's like, I don't really care. And I know it's going to be a big focus of conversation at the reunion, I'm sure. Which I feel like that Lana women, they always bring it at a reunion. So I'm excited for the reunion. I am. And this week I thought was good. Because it did feel more balanced because we got the Drew and Latoya stuff. And so this episode, I was really enjoying this week's Real Houses of Atlanta and Summer House. You know, last week on Bravo was a bit of a flop week, but this uh, these two episodes were really good. So, uh, you know, Atlanta, I'm feeling optimistic about the reunion. Latoya has announced on social media she's not coming back. Which it feels weird on Atlanta that we've had all these introduction of people and then they just disappear like Fallon. Tanya, and sort of LaToya, like, they just, they've been introduced this season, and then they're just gone. So it's like, where did they, what's going on here? It's very strange in terms of production. Did they not nail down contracts? Like, what happened? It's like Fallon was a big part of, like, one week, and then it's just like, what the fuck happened to Fallon? Anyway, let's talk about the Drew, LaToya, Prophet Lot stuff. So Prophet Lot was a man that was about to do Drew's baby blessing. Now... I She was explaining this while Ralph, her husband, was in a tank top. And so that was very tough for me because I wasn't really exactly paying attention to what was going on with Prophet Lot. Apparently, Drew and Latoya, they had that one party, and Drew helped Latoya get home with Drew's assistant, whose name's Danny. And then Latoya and Danny became friends. They came to Drew's church and somehow became friends with this Prophet Lot who did a six-week program or something? that Latoya signed up for but then also there were rumors that Latoya and Prophet Lot were hooking up while Latoya's married so it got messy and this Prophet Lot you know we're all blaming Latoya on the show like Drew was blaming Latoya and I was thinking let's blame Prophet Lot what the fuck's he doing what the fuck I mean what is he doing having sex with Latoya I don't know uh but We don't even know that he had sex with LaToya. It's just LaToya and Prophet Lot had some sort of relationship, and then Drew heard that LaToya was with someone from Texas, and Prophet Lot's also from Texas. And Drew was really making it into a storyline, and I actually respect that on one level, because I feel like Drew was trying to step it up and give us something on the show that's not Bolo. And so she did cause this argument, and I like that about it. Although it did feel like... There wasn't enough. It was like a little seedling of drama that Drew was trying to make into a bigger thing. And it felt like we just needed a little bit more of the, of something to happen. Do you know what I'm saying? It was just like she was grabbing hold of a little seedling and it didn't feel like enough, but it was entertaining. You know, there was one point where they were fighting through the masks at this. There was this black owned business event that they threw and they all went to one room, which I don't understand protocol, uh, COVID protocols on this show because Sometimes they're wearing the shield, sometimes they're not. I don't, none of it makes any sense. And so they go to one spot and they're all holding on to their masks and they're fighting through the masks. And it was making me laugh because they just had to keep pulling it up. And then Drew's like, You fuck the prophet. And Latoya's like, What are you talking about? I didn't fuck the prophet. And then Candy actually uh, sticks up for Latoya at one point. She's like, Who cares if she fucked the prophet? You know, she could do whatever she wants. You know, Candy's the only one sex positive on this show. Candy is happy when anyone fucks anyone. She don't care. I feel like I'm swearing on this episode a lot, so I apologize. I hope none of you are listening with kids in the room. You know, I marked the show as explicit, so, you know, I just want to make that clear. When you turn in, you don't know what I'm going to say, someone, <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to say. But uh Candy's the only one who really wants everyone to fuck everyone, you know, and I respect that about Candy. I sure do. So, yeah, they fight, and Drew's saying she's got to postpone the baby thing, and I think somebody pointed out in the confessional, like, just find another person do the blessing. Like, is there no one else that could do the blessing? Like, I could go in there and do the blessing. Somebody get Dwight on the line. Remember Dwight? Let's get him to do the blessing. I know he's not a prophet. But at this point, who cares? Just have somebody do the blessing, Drew. It doesn't have to be Prophet Lot. It could be anyone else in that whole Atlanta area. You know, call up your church. Call up Dwight. Anyone. Somebody's got to know someone that could do the blessing. So then... The fight sort of encapsulates at uh, Kenya's titty reveal party, which is the first time that Marlo's ever been to Kenya's house, and Kenya didn't have any sort of spread. She didn't have no food. She didn't have drinks out either. She said, I'll get you whatever you want to drink, but she didn't have a lot of mixers, and I sort of understood Marlo uh, at one point had to order – she had a Postmate, some pizza and wings – and I respected Marlo so much at that point, I thought, you know what, Marlo's right, just got to get some food here. It's a little bit, you got to have something when you have a guest over, you got to have a cookie out, just like one, is. you know, you don't have to necessarily have like a full spread if you're not doing a party, but you should have maybe a cracker out, some chips and some pretzels, something, because you never know when people are going to be hungry, especially candy coming over, you know, that's disrespectful to candy. Candy's feeding you all the time and you can't even have a, a chip out there, a tortilla chip, I mean, come on, Kenya. And then even with the mixers, Marla's like, what do you have to mix it with? And she's like, well, I think I might have lemonade. It's like Kenya. Just have some other, a few options. Maybe like one other option. doesn't have to have a lot. I mean, lemonade's great with vodka. But Marla literally had to postmate some pizza and wings. So uh, you know what? I just hope that Kenya has learned from this because she doesn't seem to really know how to do the entertaining thing. And Bravo Production probably picks that up. I bet you they pick up the cost of the food. I'm sure that they do. I'm not positive, but I'm sure. Do you know what I'm saying? So they all sit down, and Kenya's like, so I got my new titties. You know, that's her words, not mine. And all the women are sort of looking, but she was all covered up, so it was hard to even see. It was like, well, how can we tell? Uh, but she's got all this stuff going on with Mark, who's an asshole. And even, like, they had a birthday party for the daughter. And uh it seemed like Kenya and Mark were getting along, but they're not actually. And Candy says at one point, like, why don't you just file for divorce? And Kenya keeps trying to make it work. But at this point, I do think we just need to cut our ties and go, because I don't think Mark's very interested in Kenya. I don't think Kenya's very interested in Mark. I know they're trying to do it for Brooklyn, but then there's some weird stuff going on. I think we see in the previews for next week that Mark blocks Kenya's number. And Kenya's like, how is the mother of the child blocked from the calls. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on. And I also think there's more than we know with Mark and Kenya. I feel like there's something happening behind the scenes. And Mark really came across as an asshole last season. So I do understand why he doesn't want to be on camera. But I need to know. I There's just something else going on. Something else going on. Oh, did you guys see Yvette Nicole Brown in this episode? I don't know if you guys know Yvette Nicole Brown. She was on Community. I love her. I think she's a Cleveland gal. Uh, but she did a little appearance. She's friends with Drew. Drew's getting back uh, into the acting game. She said she wants to do some acting, and I want Drew to do some acting too because she's great. I don't know if you guys have seen some of Drew's performances, but she's a fantastic actress. Go watch Step Up or The Game. Lots of good stuff. Uh, what else is going on? I think that's the episode. It was mostly about the profit lot stuff going on. Uh, which, again, this episode was interesting. Next week, I believe, is the finale. Uh, so I'm glad we're wrapping things up. I'll be honest. I think the season of The Real of Atlanta should have been a few episodes shorter, right? If they would have just tightened it down, I think we would have had a great season, especially during this COVID time. But, uh, you know, sometimes they drag it out, but the reunion's going to be great. I feel it in my bones. I don't know. I don't know confirmation. I honestly haven't heard anything from behind the scenes about that Atlanta reunion. Has it even filmed yet? Maybe it hasn't even filmed. Maybe they have. No, they have filmed. Yeah. Cause we saw the looks. We saw the looks. Bravo put out the looks, and Candy's wearing this dominatrix outfit, which I love. She got a lot of flack for it. People were dogging Candy for the outfit that she wore to the reunion. But I thought it was fantastic. it fit in with the theme of Bolo. Now, for next season, I know we haven't quite finished this season up, but next season, I do think we need a little bit of a change. I still want Candy there. I know some people are saying Candy needs to go. I think Candy should stick around. I think... Candy's like the OG of this franchise. And I do think Candy knows how to spice things up. I mean, she's the one that brought Bolo into our lives. So I want Candy to stick around. I think she knows how to produce. And, she, you know, I don't need, Candy doesn't give us a lot of her individual storylines, but I, I don't know. I feel like she's the glue for the group. Now, Cynthia, I could do without, you know, 50 Cent has maybe had her time on the show. And, uh, you know, she's given us a lot throughout the year. She's got married twice on this program. But I just don't think I need more of Cynthia next season. And she's not really getting the mix as much anymore. I want Drew to return. Latoya's already announced that she's not returning. So, you know, we're not going to get more of her. Kenya and Portia are going to return. You know, Kenya, she's messy, but I think production probably, I would imagine production likes that Kenya's messy. Because she does know how to do stuff. Here's the thing with Portia. I love Portia. Love her. But I am sort of feeling like we have this new evolved version of Portia, which is great in real life. Like, I'm so proud of Portia and happy for her. When Kenya tries to kind of dig at Portia, Portia just doesn't uh, take the bait, which is showing a a tremendous growth because back in the day, remember that infamous reunion where Kenya and Portia got in that drag-out fight? Back in the day, Portia used to take the bait. And now she's not, which shows amazing growth but it's not necessarily the best for this TV show. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm happy for Portia. I just want her to like react a little bit more. Does that make sense? Like I, I want all the women to kind of react a little bit. And not fake reaction. But And I, I certainly don't want violence either. But it just seems like you know we're getting a lot of Portia in these episodes just being like, I'm not going to respond or react. And on these shows, that's what the whole thing is, responding and reacting. So I'm not asking her to... Script a reaction. I just need her to give us a little something when Kenya's obviously trying to poke her, poke the bear. So I would like to see some uh, new people coming in. I would like Sheree to come back. You know, I love my Sheree. Would love to see she by Sheree what she's up to. She's always messy and she has a history with the women. So what would be great is to bring Sheree back, uh, Sheree back, and bring in maybe someone new because Latoya's going to be gone. I don't think Fallon's going to be around. Keep uh, Shamia around as a friend. We're not getting Tanya. Tanya flew the coop. She's not interested in this no more. So, you know, we're going to need maybe a new friend of or something. Uh, But that's what I would like to see. I think we need to say our goodbyes to Cynthia, which, by the way, Cynthia, you know, I think she probably wants to move to Los Angeles with Mike Hill. I think she'd be happy to do that. So, I don't know, you guys. That's the real houses of Atlanta. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus Fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving credenzas, TV stands and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made Oh, there is one thing I didn't mention about uh, Andy on his show, Watch What Happens Live. He's doing a whole episode with the kids of Bravo, so some of the Real Housewives kids. So he announced that he's having Brianna, 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 from the Real Houses of Orange County, Avery Singer. He's having Shane Keough, who's you know a good-looking man. He's having a lot of the kids. He revealed that there's been two housewives that contacted him that were pissed that their kids were not involved. Now, everyone's been speculating. Who are the Housewives that called him? Now, one of them I believe to be Jill Zarin. I don't know that for sure. But I do feel in my bones that she would do something like that. I feel like she would call and maybe say, like, why isn't Allie involved in this? And honestly, I love Allie. You know, we would like to see Allie on that special. But they can't include everyone. You know, some people were saying they announced that they're having Brooks Marks on the show from The Real House of Salt Lake City. Some people were saying it's too soon. He's only had one season under his belt. But to that I say, no. I think it's good that we're having him, because we need anyone who's loosely connected to the Jen Shah drama to show up. Okay, that's a fact. I need to know more. Maybe he can give us some answers. I'm sure he'll be a little messy. You know, he's messy. After that Jen Shah stuff, he showed up on uh, social media, posting something like he was lip syncing a song that was sort of alluding to Jen. So I don't know. I am um, i don't know who the other people are. My guest would be Jill Zarin. I don't know who the other person is, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to uh, tune into bravotv.com for more information, and we'll have to watch what happens live. <laughs> you guys, that's the episode. Again, go to everythingiconic.store if you want the merch. If you want to support this podcast, I just posted a new bonus episode over at the Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash everythingiconic. I'm recapping Sex in the City. I just did the baby shower episode from season one, which was one of the best episodes of Sex in the City. I think it was fantastic. So go check that out. More importantly, the money supports the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. You can watch the interviews at the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. I will say that the interviews over on YouTube, I post what I can. You know, some guests, they don't want the videos to go up on YouTube, uh, but we're also doing it like a week or two weeks later, uh, after it airs on the podcast because you know what? The YouTube channel, you know, that's not where we make the money. That's not how we support this podcast. You got to listen on the podcast. So I, I hope you'll all, even if you're watching the interviews over on YouTube, that you'll also subscribe to the podcast because that's how we keep this thing afloat. Uh, but I am grateful to you guys for listening. You guys have no idea. You know, no idea. I love you so much. So, at the end of the episodes, I've been trying to do in in, in lieu of our breathing exercises, I've been doing these meditation affirmation cards. So, uh, this one is just a little message to remind yourself as you go about your days and about your weeks. This one says, "I am connected." So, remind yourself this this week. I have more in common with others than I realize. I seek commonality with people rather than focusing. On outward differences, I am connected. Sometimes that's a hard thing to do, you know, to focus on what you have in common with someone instead of what you don't. So hopefully we can go about our days and do that. I love you all so much for listening. Stay safe.